0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Yikes. (laughs) Oh, boy. What a day we're going to have today. Hello. Good morning. It's 5 o'clock on a Monday. Off and running on this September 21st. Hey there. This is the Gordon Damer Show. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Well, look, it's a football Monday, so we always have a lot to do on a football Monday. But I'm going to level with you. I like to be honest with the audience as much as possible. Uh, Not much of it is going to be good today. There's not going to be a lot of happy on the show. If you were to do a word cloud on the show once it's over, I can predict right now happy, good, positive. Those are not going to be heavily featured in the word cloud. After all, how could it be? But of course, before we get into it, uh, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Now, you will be happy to know, Jet fans, the Magic 8-Ball is here for you. We talked last week, we had the poll question last week, record-setting poll question last week, about who you have more faith in. Is it Adam Gase? Is it Christopher Johnson? Or a Magic 8-Ball? Who would you have the most faith in? And you, overwhelmingly, in numbers never seen before, 97% of you said you'd have more faith in a Magic 8-Ball. Well, I ordered the Magic 8-Ball. It arrived on Friday afternoon. So if you have questions for the Magic 8-Ball, we know how the questions would go with Adam Gase. We know how the questions would go with Christopher Johnson. But the brilliant mind... Of the Magic 8 Ball is here, and if you have a question for it, certainly 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, whichever you prefer. I would say both, but uh, we'll have a daily poll question coming up for today. And i got to be honest, not easy to come up with one today. Because again, not going to be a lot of happy talk. It's a Monday, and we'll talk about the Jets, we'll talk about the Giants, we'll talk about all the... uh, the football action from week two around the NFL but let me preview what's coming up on this show and really they like for this show to kind of preview for you the listener what's going to be coming up throughout the day what's going to be coming up on DiPietro Canty and Rothenberg what's going to be coming up with uh J. Will, Keyshawn and Zubin what's coming up on the K show well, let me give you now they usually send me an email. I have not received the email. But thanks to my own brilliant mind, I can tell you what's coming up on the station today. Adam gay sucks. That's going to be heavily featured on this show today, on the other shows today. I can say that right now sitting here at 5:03 on a Monday morning. That's the day. I mean, what else could you say? The Jets suck. The coach sucks the defense sucks, the talent sucks, the offense sucks, the game plan sucks. I mean, what else could you, what way could you possibly spin it other than that? Well, I mean, look, maybe as someone who, whose goal is to bring people together, at least yesterday, going into the game against the 49ers after the just abominable offense, performance you put up a week ago against the Bills, the good news was you knew going into that game yesterday, they could not possibly start as poorly as they did the week before against the Bills on first down a toss sweep to the near side right and there is a lane down the sideline and in the open field at the 50 goes Raheem Mostert stays inbounds at the 40 at the 30 untouched 20 10 5 San Francisco a first play from scrimmage 80 yard run for Raheem Mostert for a touchdown you know they should allow Governor Murphy should allow Jet fans to show up at games just so That they could show up for one play and all, in unison, walk out of the building and go home. Maybe that would send a message to the owner that this is not working. That this is not going well. An 80-yard touchdown on the very first play after all the talk during the week about how bad the Jets were against the Bills, how they were non-competitive, that there was not one aspect of the team that you could look at and say, well, there's a positive. Not one single solitary aspect of the team. And they come out the following week, after hearing this for a week, for a solid week, about how bad they are, how terrible they are, embarrassing, laughing stock. And the first play from scrimmage, they give up an 80-yard touchdown. Amazing. Well, I mean, again, looking for the positives. Shit, You know, kind of going through the record, sifting through the fuselage, if you will. Yeah, the first play was terrible, but at least they got the most embarrassing play of the day right out of the way on the first play, Right. You have to think the Niners will just be playing the punt here. They'll toss one to McKinnon. Cuts it back to the left. Breaks, tackles, and gets free. Left sideline, 25-30. To the 40, to the 50, to the Jet 40. Brought down at the New York 35-yard line. That cannot happen. It is inconceivable that the Jets just gave up what they gave up on third down and 31. Unbelievable, Bob. (laughs) I mean... It is unbelievable, but is it? But is it? Is it unbelievable? Truly? I'm not sure. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Wow. I mean, how can it go any worse? How can it possibly go? If that's not rock bottom, I, I don't know what it. What, next week you show up to the wrong stadium? I mean, boy, oh boy. These two games to start the season are some of the worst efforts, worst performances in the history of the Jets. And the fact that that category, the worst in the history of the Jets, could still be taking nominees, that tells you something. Think about that. The worst performances in Jet history, the fact that there's still possible ways to come up with with nominees, for that's like hitting the most home runs in the history of the Yankees. Now, there are many people to blame. You basically can, I mean, who would you not blame, right? I mean, I think the one that we should focus on today is the coach. The, this is a guy who, uh, who the owner told you is coaching where football is headed. As I said last week, apparently football is going out of business. The Jets were never close to competing against the 49ers. This, a week after, they were never close to competing against the bills and yesterday in some ways is actually more depressing because the 49ers played if not the whole game good portions of the game without their starting quarterback their first string running back their top wide receiver their best player in their all pro tight end They played without a good section of the game, without their top pass rusher, without their second best pass rusher, and I guess you'd say maybe their next best defensive lineman. I I don't know. So I don't want to hear about the jet injuries when the Niners played without, like, seven guys who are a major part of what they do. And again, the Jets were never close. The leader of the Jets seemed more than happy to kind of just get the game over with. Almost like he was coaching not to get embarrassed. And, and we saw how that, that, another thing the Jets failed at. The field turf at MetLife did a better job of slowing down the 49ers than the Jets did. And look, the defensive plays, Adam Gase won't get, we'll take calls throughout today at 1 800 919 ESPN. You know, we don't take that many calls, we only have the hour. But you watch between Rick, Chris, and Dave and Barton Hahn. And all the different shows, Michael K, Carlin tonight, all the different shows. The criticism on the defense will go to Greg Williams. It really won't go to Adam Gase because nobody expects Adam Gase to have a handle on the, on the defense. His whole job is to focus on the offense. So let's focus on the offense. Third and 18, down seven, driving, right? Still, I mean, the game is still within reach. It's not that deep into the game. Third and 18. Rather than, you know, I don't know, take a shot at something? Hope to get a pass interference call? I don't know, something. They have a handoff to Frank Gore on 3rd and 18. Later on, when they were down 24 to 3. I can't read my own handwriting here, excuse me. 3rd and 9. 3rd and 9. They throw a pass behind the line of script. I mean, how many times are you going to that well? That was always something with with Miami, that Gase uh, would, would— I mean, th- those play calls were constant. Beha- passes behind the line of scrimmage, trying to pick up 9, 10, 12 yards. And here's the thing. People will say about Gase, well, you know, you should have known he was this bad. Look at his time in Miami. Compared to what he did mi- in Miami, he seemed like Newt Rockney. compared to what you're getting here with the Jets. I mean— it's a the team is unprepared, looks completely baffled by everything, the play calling, the where's the imagination, where's the brilliant offensive mind? Late third quarter, uh, twenty four to three. Again, I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, they were at the Niners seven. You're down twenty four to three, and you kick the field goal. I I, I mean, if that's not a give up. It's almost like um, you ever play Madden and you're just losing the game and you just have to, you know, f- just quit? Nah, whatever. That, if he had a button where he could have just simulated the game to the end of the game just so he could have gotten out of there, it seems like that's what Adam Gase uh, would have done. And it's not just about the performance. Again, the team seems fully unprepared. And this is against the Bills and, uh, and the JV Niners. Do you realize the Jets play the Chiefs this year? Jesus, what's the line in that game? A billion? Give me the Chiefs fan duel. And yesterday the play-by-play guy was the guy I I don't think I've ever heard him play a ga- uh, uh, call a game before, but he used to be. Maybe he still is. I have not gotten the latest versions of the game. He used to be the play-by-play voice in Madden. Again, if that was a Madden game, Adam Gase would have simulated it to the end of the game. You would have shut it off. It was brutal. It was boring, and that uh, again. There's not one single thing about the Jets through two games of the NFL season that you point to and say, "Well, you know, you got that," and this is NFL Sundays, man. This is this is the game. You have this game going on, you have that game going on. You got red zone, you got touchdowns, you got big plays, you got excitement, and then you got the Jets, <laughs> the the antithesis. Of all those other things. Exactly. Here And here come the Jets. Jesus. They can't give you 10 seconds of entertainment. They gave you 10 seconds of entertainment when the game was over and Sam Darnold just kind of uh, ad-libbed a, a play on a broken play and threw a touchdown. Whew my God. And while we're at it, I mean – Everybody will give Greg Williams the criticism for the defense. And look, I mean, uh, you have more than enough. Pl- I mean, the first play of the game, and I guess it's nice to see Quinn and Williams make some plays. That's nice. Can anyone else? Or Chris Herndon? I, all I heard was Chris Herndon's connection with Sam Darn all last year. He has been brutal. Dropped a touchdown pass yesterday. Wow. Absolutely abominable. The worst thing that happened to the Jets outside of hiring Adam Gaze is clear now. That win streak at the end of last year, because you'd have to think, without those BS wins that they got in, in just absolute garbage time of the NFL season for the Jets last year against this backup quarterback and this bad team, without that, maybe Christopher Johnson would wake up. Because Adam Gase is now, in his last 50 games, he's won 20 of them. The Jets have scored under 20 points in 12 of the 18 games he's coached here. Updating the stats from last week, the Jets have now scored, in Adam Gase's tenure, 34 touchdowns, and they've punted 98 times. And again, that's his only task. Nobody's going to rip him for the defense. You watch today. You listen today he'll avoid blame on that one and he's the head coach imagine another head coach that would have would not get blamed for the fact his defense didn't compete there are 32 NFL teams it's almost misleading to say the jets are 32 that's how bad they've been every other team seems better prepared than the jets at this point through 2 weeks right you'd say it's the ravens it's the chiefs and it's everybody else at this point it's everyone else but the Jets. Like, it's it's the Ravens, it's the Chiefs, it's everybody else. And then, like, almost like another subcategory is the Jets. So our poll question for today, which is up on Twitter. Is it up on Twitter? No, it's not. It's now up on Twitter. Is Adam Gase the Jets' biggest problem? Because I think most people will say yes. And the answer is actually, no, he's not. So we'll get to what the Jets' biggest problem is actually is coming up 1-800-919-ESPN 1-800-919-3776 but we got to get into the Giants Giants uh, lose another game they lose Saquon Barkley almost certainly I mean like as soon as he went down and grabs the back of his knee you're like okay do all the tests see all the doctors but you kind of know what that's going to be and uh, so we'll wait to hear the official word I'm sure but uh, it's almost certainly a torn ACL so awful news there uh, Giants now 0-2 to start the season, losing to the Bears. But we'll touch on the other NFL stuff. The Yankees clinch a playoff spot. Lots of stuff going on. Moment of inspiration still to come. So lots of stuff. Look, trying to find an inspiring moment to, after watching this. Woo, yikes. It's almost like when you have to watch the Jets, like I have to watch the Jets to be able to talk about it, and you have all this other good stuff going on. It's almost like everybody gets invited to the circus, but you have to stay home and, like, put a jigsaw puzzle together with your parents. It's so abominable. So awful. It's the worst. I mean, they, how? I, I, you keep saying to you, you know what also it's like? You keep saying to you, well it can't get any worse than this, can't get any worse than this. I don't remember who it was that said it, but they were absolutely right. There was a point when Michael Jackson was still alive. Well, you'd see Michael Jackson, you'd say, man, he can't look any worse. And then six months later, you see him, you are like, oh, my God, he looks—oh, jeez. That's the Jets. Every couple, every week, you think to yourself, "Well, it can't get any worse than this." Boom! First play of scrimmage, 80 yards, touchdown. It gets worse. It's almost inconceivable how it can con- rock bottom, and they just d- dig a little deeper. Center of the earth. Oh my god! Do you remember the 21st night of September? Back then, when the Jets stunk, they stunk. Hey, it's the Gordon Damer show. It's ninety-eight point seven FM. That is a sensation. You can't hear that song and not feel great. You hear that song, it's just it just—I don't know what it is. It's—it's ca- it's, uh, it's uplifting. And God knows you could use that after. They should play that at the Jet Games. God knows they need something. Hi, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's ninety-eight point seven FM, ESPN New York. We take you up until, of course, six o'clock, at which time it is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin to come your way. Your poll question for today, which is up on uh, Twitter at Gordon Damer, is all about who else? The Jets. It's, you know what? The Jets are amazing. They give us con uh, from a sports talk radio perspective. They their performance gives us content from Monday through Saturday. They are compelling content for those six days the seventh day the sunday couldn't be any less rewarding to watch i, I it's it's I i i don't know how you jet fans do it i don't know how you do it to make it through that game when and again you have all this excitement going on around you and you're forced to watch this Blech. yikes horrible horrible all right, so we've touched on the problems yesterday, and they lose to the Niners, and and it's not even like the full complement of. Them. Could you imagine if the Niners had all their players yesterday? Like for anybody who's going to, and I don't think that there is anybody who's going to give the Jets a pass for having injuries or what you know, whatever. The Niners played without like seven awesome guys yesterday, and it was still not even a close. It was not even close. Again, the field turf at MetLife did more to slow down the Niners than anything the Jets did. But, you know, the poll question, which is up for today, is, is Adam Gase the Jets' biggest problem? He's their biggest, easily corrected problem, I guess, but no, he's not their biggest problem. You know he's not their biggest problem. The problem is, is the only person, it seems like, in the NFL who would give Adam Gase a job after Miami just so happens to be the same person who is running the show and will pick the next guy keep in mind this is going to be the Jets 10th straight season without the playoffs 10 in a row the only teams who have longer playoff droughts are Cleveland and the Buccaneers that's it the NFL is kind of designed so that every, even bad teams, you know, you have, you, once in five years, you'll have a good season. Just so, I, and you would have to say at this point in time, uh, the the night, the twenty first night of September, no team is further from the playoffs than the Jets. They have missed the play. This will be the tenth straight year. I mean, it's amazing how bad they are. It's not just performance; it is talent. It is coaching. It's everything. And you want the really scary thing is, let's say this is rock bottom, right? You'd have to th- right? It has to at least be in the conversations. Now, it's hard to envision right now looking at the schedule. And, I mean, forget the schedule. Who would you schedule to, to win some games? But last year, they started 1-7. And, and they won these meaningless games. And, you know, the NFL season, it flies by, but it does have a lot of twists and turns. So, God, you, as a Jet fan, you'd almost have to want this to be the case week in and week out. Until they fire Gase, you almost want performances like this rather than any glimmer of hope. Because if you give Chris Johnson, who is by far, I mean, look, I don't know how, what, he's been running the team for three years now, four years? If this is not the darkest times, it's pretty close. And, again, the fact that you're even having conversations about that this could possibly be some of the darkest times for the Jets, after all the other nominees that you got in team history, boy, oh boy, that is saying something. That is absolutely saying something. So I would say, is Adam Gase the Jets' biggest problem? No, he's not. The owner of the team is. Again, the Jets' problems date back. Not not the the, the 70s and the 80s. The, The current ones right now. They date back further than Adam Gase. And a lot of the problems that you're seeing now is the result of allowing Mike Mcagnan to run the team for as long as that, that. wasn't Adam Gase's fault. Adam Gase, he actually got the, the, the one good thing Adam Gase did was even Adam Gase was like, Mike Mcagnan's bad. Think about that. Talk about, oh boy, what an indictment. When Adam Gase says, this guy on your football team, I can't work with him. Yikes. Oh my God, it is abominable. It's abominable. I, I don't know. It's clear. The biggest issue with the Jets is ownership. So look, there will be a day, you have to think, oh, perfect, perfect person to ask. is not a person. It's the Magic 8-Ball. So let's get the Magic 8 ball involved. We got it on Friday from Amazon. They did a wonderful job. I think I got like a, a cheapo version because it's very hard. I don't know. Maybe it's my eyesight. Um, so what's the first question? Is Adam Gase going to get fired during the season, right? That 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 is the big question right now. He's not going to get fired today, I don't think. Who knows? I mean, maybe if he gets into a fight with the owner like he did down in Miami. Um is Adam GaSe going to be fired today? All right, let's shake it up. Let's give it a good shake. Let's see what we got here. Boop, 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 boop. Don't count on it. Oh oh, magic eight ball. If you were looking for some favorability and the listening audience, oh my goodness, you don't you don't want to go there. Oh boy. Don't count on it. Yikes. All right, well, look, uh, you have to think that he's going to get fired at some point here before too long. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get some phone calls in on the Jets before we get to the Giants because, um, I mean, we almost need like a, I don't know what, a cleansing of some sort, an exorcism of something from this. uh, Oh, my God, watching that. You know, you watch the first play and you're like, oh, my God, I got to sit and watch the rest of this. Oh, boy. Let's go to, uh, let's start with Steve and Chappaqua. Steve, what's going on, my friend?
1: Hey, Gordon, I have, first of all, before I ask my question, this is the best listener on talk, Sports Talk Radio. You are a riot. It's just for, I love Debbie Duhane, the whole thing to her. She seems like such a sweet, sweet person, and she goes, she's nice. I, it's The whole thing is for her. Get back to complimenting me, Steve.
0: That's the better way to go. I like that.
1: Yeah. When is the the Jet bye week, and will he be gone? Uh, uh, in conjunction with the bye week
0: that is a good question let's see where the Jets bye week is this week Uh, this year Uh, they play Thursday 18 25 I think it's late right they have a late bye this year Uh, okay yeah yeah, they don't have it until after the first Miami game. So 11 15 is the first Miami game, and then they get the bye, and then they play the Dolphins again the following week, 11 uh, 29. So I don't know what week that is. What is that, week 10?
1: All That's right, and late then in the week year. 11.
0: Week 11. Well, okay, do you there you,
1: do you go. Do you have someone in mind to replace them?
0: Anyone else? That <laughs> would be the person. I would suggest anyone else.
1: Well, look, uh, I mean, I
0: think what's going to happen is if he gets fired during the season. And look, if they keep losing like this, even even Christopher Johnson, uh even he has to see that this can't go on. So I would think that he would get fired during the season. Greg Williams will even though I mean, <laughs> you know, talk about marginally better. I mean, the defense was a horrendous yesterday too, but Uh, If Gase is the worst, anyone else has to be better. I think that Greg Williams will then take over, and then once the season really comes to an end, then you have the Jets brain trust, air quotes. They will go back and evaluate everything and take a proper look and I I guess allow Joe Douglas uh, to kind of, you know, Pick through the list of candidates that are hot this year. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy. I would think that his name is going to be up there again. I think it has to be. I think you have to focus on getting someone who's going to be an actual coach. Let Let's stop with the the you know, uh, and I'm not saying that this is a Eric Bieniemy, but someone who is not just coaching one aspect of the team. Let's get someone in here who can lead men and can can lead a team and is not just focused on the play sheet his big you know looks like a diner menu play sheet on the side I mean what, what what are you what what's on there do you have anything out I mean it seems like a giant sheet of paper just to call bubble screens and handoffs to a 37 year old running back seems a bit excessive I think you could probably let's go with the running back again it's like the, the when you used to play tech mobile and there was just four plays on the sheet that's what it's like uh let's go out to uh, sal in Aberdeen Sal.
1: Hey, Gordon. How you doing, buddy? Hey. I, I don't understand how this guy Johnson is, has any sort of hiring skills. I mean, Johnson & Johnson is not a, a mom-and-pop store. I mean, how could he go out and hire a coach like this and, and have a successful company like Johnson & Johnson? I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. I mean, I've been a Jet fan since 68. I went back to the Rich Code tight days, and this is, this, is, this is worse. I mean, I'm not a betting man. But I opened up a DraftKing account, and I put a C-note on the Jets to lose yesterday. And in-game, it went up to 13-and-a-half. I put another C-note on that. So it was a good day for me yesterday. The Jets are going to make a lot of money for me this year. <laughs> uh,
0: it's amazing uh, it's, a, it's amazing how bad – like, you watch the games, and you'll see things, you'll be like, wow, that's awful. And then something else will happen, and you're like, oh, my God, that's even worse. Like, the third and 31 – That was, I mean, I can't imagine that there will be a single play this year, but who, I mean, how can I, how can I have any confidence saying there won't be? I mean, we're through two games and the list of bad plays already in two games is, uh, is like off the charts.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Jets have, you know, they don't fire coaches during, during the season. And, you know, even if they go one in 15 and they draft Lawrence, do you think that Lawrence is going to have any success in, in here's in the, the Jets thing. System. You know,
0: it's funny to me, Sal. You know, people bring that up because it does seem like it's it's almost hard to envision the Jets winning any games outside of the Dolphin games. It's really hard for them. To, to, it's hard to look at the schedule right. I'm sure they will win some games somewhere along the way. But what's funny to me, and Sal, thanks for the call, is that people will bring up. You know, they just got to go. They'll, they'll get Trevor Lawrence out of this. When you watch this. You think that Trevor Lawrence – it's nothing against Trevor Lawrence. It could be anybody. You think that that guy's going to fix this? And it's funny because a lot of the same times, it's all the same people who are telling me that Sam's not part of the problem. Now, I'm not telling you that Sam's the the, the biggest problem. And and my biggest problem with the the Sam defenders is to think that you have any evidence so far to say that that he's a sure thing. I don't know. Maybe he will be a good player. I I can't say that right now. But it's it's amazing to me that they think – wouldn't that just be doing the exact same thing you say the Jets are doing the Sam right now? Like, I get it. You'd be trading Sam and you'd get some resources or some draft picks or players or something to kind of supplement the talent on the team. But the idea that, well, you know what? Uh, I think you're being just as simplistic as Christopher Johnson is. And I think the problem is is that Christopher Johnson really doesn't know how – I mean, he's not a – it's pretty clear at this point he's not a football guy. and um, It doesn't really seem like he has any idea of what he's doing running the football team. And unfortunately, it's almost like it's almost like Adam Gase is uh is able to he's almost like a football con man where he's able to kind of talk Christopher Johnson into something and between, you know, the, the word of mouth of, of Peyton Manning is convincing this guy who doesn't know what he's doing running the football team into making a terrible move that anyone from the outside could have said, you know what, that's that's not really the way to go. It, it's crazy <sighs> There's so much that's just crazy to me about the Jets, so much. So I would think that the last thing that you should be rooting for is for things to get any better. I think you want if you're a jet if you are truly a Jet fan and you've lived through all the years of, of 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 terribleness. I think what you have to just kind of suck it up and hope that every week is as bad as the first two weeks have been. Because I'm telling you right now, you saw it last year. If the Jets had gone from one and seven. To two and fourteen, I think that there's at least a chance Adam Gase would have been fired. Maybe not a great chance, but if they ever did something this year where they start out one, at, uh, you know, zero and five, zero and six, and then they start to win a couple of games, or Sam gets hurt, you know, that built-in excuse. The last thing you want to have, Christopher Johnson, has to have that moment of clarity where not even he can deny the obvious. So I think that um, you you should be rooting for every single week to be as bad as the first two weeks have been. And the good news is it's not like there's any area of the team that you're like, well, maybe that can save us. The only thing that can save you is the clock. (laughs) You need a way to speed up the clock.
1: He was terrific. He was the best. And he made a lot of money, too. Salud, Tommy. One more chance, Billy. What? I said, no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Uh, I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax. Will you flick What's now? What's getting into you? I'm breaking your b a a little bit. That's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you.
0: Yeah, that's about as much as that scene we can play. <laughs> but it's such an awesome scene. And Saturday was the 30th anniversary of the uh, release of Goodfellas, the rewatchable movie bracket champion. So congratulations to Goodfellas on winning the uh, rewatchable movie bracket. But I mean, who doesn't love Goodfellas? If you don't like Goodfellas, you just don't like movies. I mean, it's sensational 30 years ago. And it just doesn't feel like they make movies like that anymore, right? Like just a movie you just sit. oh my God, unbelievable. So uh, there you go. Your moment of inspiration. I mean, we couldn't really go anything. Sport, I guess we could have went with the Anthony Davis shot. I mean, does that really get you fired up? Watching the Lakers uh, win another game? I don't know. Uh, The U.S. Open, Bryson DeChambeau, is that going to get you all fired? No, Goodfellas. You can't – I don't care how big uh, Bryson DeChambeau gets. He's not bigger than Goodfellas. sorry. So it is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We've uh, spent the first half of the show today. Discussing, detailing all the issues that the New York Jets have had and uh, continue to have, and we've already asked the Magic Eight Ball today: Will Adam Gase get fired? I think it was during the season, right? Uh, Let's ask him if uh, the uh, the question that Sal was it Sal asked us? Who asked us the question? Will will, uh, he make it to the bye week? So we've already answered that, right? Because uh, the the bye week takes. Yeah, Steve was the one. After the season is over, is this the final season, Magic Eight Ball, that Adam Gase will be the Jets head coach? Let's see what it says. Uh, it's very hard to read. I think I got a fugate. Oh, it's just simply yes. <laughs> yes, it's just a yes. That's all it says. Yes, I was waiting for it. Yup. Even the Magic, 8- even the Magic Eight Ball, a nondescript object, knows that this is the final season that we'll have to uh, sit through Adam Gase and uh, his tenure with the New York Jets. All right, so let's get to the Giants, because uh, they also lost. They're also 0-2 on the season. Lose the Bears yesterday, 17-13. They not only lose the game, they lose Saquon Barkley. Uh, It hasn't been confirmed. I saw some reports that that, the fear is it's a torn ACL. But I think you could have feared that even before he saw a doctor, right? Like when you see him go down like he did and grab the back of his leg, uh, the back of his knee, I think that that is the assumption, so we'll just kind of wait and see, and it certainly seems like that he will be lost for the season. So the Giants now 0-2 for the fourth straight year, uh, seventh year in the last eight that they have uh, started 0-2, and they've now lost 38 of their last 50 games. So they were down 17 nothing at halftime. They lose their best player. And this is, if you needed any idea of where the state of New York football is, the Giants lost the game yesterday, and are 0-2, as I said, for the fourth time in a row, seventh of the last eight times. They've now lost 38 of their last 50. But the state of New York football is that we will sit here around today and we'll say, well, you know what, at least they, they at least they tried, right? They, and they did. They, they, I mean, it really came down to the final play of the game. They had their chances. Now they weren't able to convert. And Daniel Jones, a lot of the same mistakes that we've seen from him, right, coming into the year. What was the big – it has to cut down on the turnovers, the fumbles, the interceptions – had both yesterday, but I, I mean, if you're if you're sitting and, and again, as I brought up last week, the Giants. Now yesterday they were playing at the same time, but it's it's almost the same thing as having the Jets play first and then watching the Giants. You cannot sit through a Jet game and then watch the Giants and not feel like, well, you know what? At least they're not the Jets. Like the best thing the Giants have going for them is at least they're not the Jets. The best thing Joe Judge has going for him is that at least he's not Adam Gase. The Giants' offense, at least it's not the Jets' offense. The Giants' defense, which is not great, although it was very uh, had some solid performances yesterday, at least it's not the Jets' defense. So you can't sit and watch a Giant game after watching a Jet or while watching a Jet game and not at least have that factor in, at least for me, as a, not a fan of of either team. And so we, when we came into the year with the Giants, I said that they were going to be far more interesting, far more intriguing, because there was some level of excitement. They're not, I don't think they're the most talented team. And I think that the one area that they really need to, if they were looking to have, and I don't think their season is over. You know, like everybody will look at 0-2 and, and, and the schedule they have coming up. 0 oh, and five. You don't really have to do. You don't have to be the most imaginative person in the world to look at Niners, Rams, Cowboys, and say, "All right, they're staring 0 oh, and five right in the face." But at least, at least you see some signs, and it's frustrating because they're not consistent throughout the game. Right? Like Daniel Jones will have moments where he has the turnovers, like he did again yesterday. You'll have moments where the offensive line, you know, they're protecting him okay, but then they'll have other breakdowns where they just get swallowed up. Or there's plays with the defense, which had some plays yesterday. James, uh, the Bradbury pick along the sidelines, really held Allen Robinson in check throughout the game. I think he only had like three catches for like 35 yards or something like that. And the defense played better in the first. Uh, excuse me, played better in the second half. But then they have that drive where they just the the Bears basically ran the ball right down their throat and missed the uh, missed the field goal. So I don't think the Giants' season is over. But you know, it's funny. Now that Barkley is almost certainly gone for the year, you know, we've all talked about how the Jets getting Trevor Lawrence, Jets getting Trevor Lawrence, you know, I don't think you can dismiss the Giants in that conversation either. I mean, the Giants have been, in terms of wins and losses, the worst team in football over the last three years. They just lost their best player by far in Saquon Barkley. And the player that impacts Daniel Jones the most. I mean, Barkley went down last year. Take a look at the production of Daniel Jones when Barkley went down last year. I've already took the, taken a look at the numbers, and they are. He averaged about 189 yards a game passing. He threw three touchdowns in three games, not three each game. No, three in three, so one game, and he had six picks. He also had three fumbles and lost two of them. So I don't think, I'm interested, at least the Giants give you something to watch. At least they give you some reason to watch. And, they, and at least they fight, right? They were down 17 nothing yesterday at halftime. They lose their best offensive player. And if you had been, you know, if, 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 the, if the conversation surrounding the Giants were the conversation were surrounding the Jets, if it were the same conversation, all the focus would be on, well, what do you expect them to do? Right? What do you expect? They lost their best offensive player. They're not that talented. Their quarterback is young. He's going to make mistakes. But that wasn't the case. They went out and they fought in the second half, and uh, it, it went right down to the, the wire. Right? They showed some heart. They, they showed some fight, but it kind of shows you where we're at in terms of New York football. Is that moral victories, and that's what you'd have to say that is if you're ta- if you're looking at yesterday's game as I am, I think, and saying you know what at least they at least they showed some fight, some grit, some determination, and they they pushed back against what was right seventeen nothing deficit. Then you're saying that you believe in moral victories in the NFL, and I guess that's what I'm saying. But I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that I, I sit and watch the Jets at the same time as I was watching the Giants, and there's. There's no moral victors. There's no actual victories with the Jets. It's just loss, loss, loss. In case you're just joining us on this Monday, September 21st, what do you think we've been talking about today? No, it has not been the U.S. Open. Bryson DeChambeau's thrilling performance. No, we have been focused mostly on the, the New York Jets. And uh, we'll take your calls at one 800 919 The stat that everybody will be mentioning today... Uh, at least the one that I uh, looked at, 321 teams have started 0-2 since the schedule went to uh, 16 games. 11 percent, 36 of them, turned it around and uh, made the playoffs. And I don't think that there will be much conversation about Jets, Giants, and playoffs all in the same sentence. Uh, Over the course of the day today, but the Yankees, they are in the playoffs and uh, lost uh, yesterday, of course, and um, not the way you wanted to, you know, kind of you want the wins to just keep coming. But they are in the postseason again. And I I guess if there was one takeaway that I had from the weekend and I did not focus on the much yesterday because I had to watch the the Jets and the Giants. But uh, Gary Sanchez, we mentioned it last week. I think it was Wednesday that we said that he was starting to have some better at bats. And he had two hits on Thursday, two hits on Friday. So that's really kind of carried over. And uh, let's see if he can keep it going, right? I mean, let's see what he, uh, if he can keep that going and what a weapon that that would be for the postseason. Now, there's no way that his numbers are going to turn around in the regular season. But the good news for him is he can wipe away those regular season numbers with some big hits in the postseason. We've seen it time and time again, guys having bad regular seasons and all of a sudden come through with a huge hit here or there in the postseason, and you kind of forget that. Now, the problem for the New York Jets is that there will be no postseason to save them this year. And after you thought that they couldn't possibly get any worse from week one, yesterday, you'd have to say, in some ways was worse. It was worse that the first play of the game was an 80-yard touchdown. It was worse yesterday that the Jets allowed the Niners, and not even the regular Niners. This was like the knockoff Niners. This was like the bottom-shelf Niners that uh, they they were playing yesterday, that played good stretches of the game, played the second half without the quarterback, didn't have their 1st string running back, didn't have their top-wide receiver, they're, they're all pro tight end. Probably their best player didn't play. They were without a good section of the game without their top pass rusher, their second best pass rusher, and probably their next like best. De- That's like seven guys that are really, really good. And the Jets still could not compete. And it never seemed like they were close to really getting into the game. And there has been no team so far this year through two games that has seemed more ill-prepared for what they were about to do, play a football game. And I said earlier that the field turf at MetLife did a better job of slowing down the 49ers than the Jets did yesterday. So the team seems fully unprepared. I, I can't imagine how this season is going to turn around at this point. And the worst thing that happened to the Jets last year, outside of hiring Adam Gase, was that win streak. So I would say if I were a Jet fan, which I'm not, thank God I'm not. I mean I don't. My team is not any better; they're just as bad. But if I were a Jet fan, I would want this to continue for the rest until Adam Gase is fired. These are the type of performances that I want because in tying in with the poll question today is Adam Gase the Jets' biggest problem? No, he's not. The biggest problem surrounding the New York Jets is ownership. The fact that ownership could been convinced that this was the guy to take over the team. When you ha- I, Look, I'm not saying that Mike McCarthy is the greatest coach in the world, but when you take a look at Mike McCarthy's resume and Adam Gase's resume, there's no comparison. And for everybody who wants to, to, to point the finger at Adam Gase, and by all means, he deserves all the fingers and all the hands in the world. But he is not the only person... That is to blame here. And he's not the biggest person. No, the biggest person is ownership. This is going to be the 10th straight season without the playoffs. The Jets have been rebuilding now basically for 10 years. And you would have to say there is no, t- no team in terms of performance, in terms of talent, in terms of ability, that is further away from the playoffs than the New York Jets. How could you make? How could you make that? Uh, who could it be? Nobody. All right, let's get a couple more calls in here before we get out of here. We'll go to uh, Eli. Is in Queens. Eli, go, my friend.
1: Hey Gordon, what's going on? Listen, I just wanted to ask you a question. What do you think of the Giants trading Saquon Barkley once he comes back from this injury? <laughs> well, you're not going to trade. I mean, he's
0: coming off an injury. I mean, you're not going to be able to.
1: What uh... once you once he shows a little bit of you know a little bit of a. Problem is coming up because the thing is Saquon really can't block. So I have to agree with Tiki Barber on that one. And
0: the the Giants have The Eli, the Giants have a list of problems, uh, a long list. And thanks for the call. Saquon Barkley is not—I mean, he is now because he's out. But he—he—they he, don't have enough talented players that they can be turning up their nose at any talented players. Now it was a mistake to take him with the second pick, and that—that that has been clear. And you talk about wasting a talent, like everybody talks about the Jets wasting Sam Darnold's talent. The Giants have wasted Saquon Barkley's talent by not putting an offensive line that can allow him to get through the hole without getting hit time and time again. But no, I don't think that the the trade of of Saquon Barkley is going to be happening anytime soon. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.